everybody to the Blow Off Valve podcast, mobile podcast. We are currently in uh, Tucker's Tycon Cross Turismo, driving back to town from Wisconsin. We spent the weekend in Road America, uh, went to the uh, IMSA race, uh, just got done this morning at about well, it's early afternoon around one. And uh, we kind of wanted, we thought it'd be fun to, to uh, kind of record our, our, our thoughts and, and kind of talk about the weekend because it was kind of a, a fun, unique weekend. So we were planning initially on taking your 911. Right. Right. And some, I don't think we talked about it because it happened since the last podcast. So you and I went out for a Saturday morning drive. And it was a road that you had been on a couple weeks before, yeah. like a loop you had taken. Yeah, great loop, a lot of fun. And what ended up happening? Brutal. Yep. So we got we we got off the highway onto the start of this loop, and they had resurfaced it with like loose gravel, <laughs> loose gravel, and oil. And it's oil. It's just an yeah. abomination of road surfacing, but it is definitely seems to be becoming more and more common ways to kind of kick the can down the road. For it's a cheap a way to road, yeah. road resurface. Yeah. And so um, we both, both of us kind of tore up the PPF on our rear quarter panels. But the reason we didn't take the 911 is because <laughs> I was driving and really, you know, this was probably, honestly, maybe it was like a 15 to 20 mile stretch. It was long. And yeah. we got away with most of it. But then unfortunately, a truck drove by and just threw up a rock which had a bullseye hit on my windshield yeah and what started as kind of a three inch crack over the next couple of weeks evolved into like a spidering two foot crack <laughs> yeah. so we decided and i debated it but probably not safe probably not a great idea yeah. to take it out there um, yeah. and, and i was pretty convinced that the charging infrastructure really wouldn't let us get out there with this car. Right. Um, and, and it really wasn't until the last day that I took another look at it and thought, all right, well, if we're up for a little bit of an adventure, yeah, we can probably get it out there. Right. Yeah. And so that's what we decided to do. Yeah. So we, you had done a lot of kind of research into what the charging options were on for the trip. And unfortunately, Wisconsin is yeah, pretty just, barren. Yeah, that kind of section above Milwaukee, there's just really like almost no fast chargers up there. Yeah. It's all pretty much slow charger stuff. So we had 226 miles to get out there, I think. But yeah. that's about in the summer, the range on this thing is probably like 250. Yeah. But since there's no fast charger at your destination, where our hotel was, we had kind of 30 mile treks to out and from the track, to back yeah. to the track. We kind of needed to end up in our our hotel city with a pretty high state of charge so that we could get through the weekend. Right. And so we we hit a few chargers on the way out there. Yeah. We left work on Friday and then we stopped in Tomo, Wisconsin, which yep. we had been in before when you got your turbo. Yep. Uh, so we knew that one a little bit. And, then, and, and it really spoke to kind of the difference, like in time. Because back then we showed up there, and there was nothing, nobody, nobody. Yeah. And now there are like cars waiting. There were multiple uh, Chevy 
Volts. There was uh, some sort of Nissan. There was well, there was a Nissan Leaf, but there was also a different Nissan. Yeah, when we left, there was a Caribbean truck that had pulled up, and there was a whole supercharger station, Tesla yeah. supercharger station that yeah. wasn't there back yeah. when we got the turbo. And that station's been there a long time. They probably need to replace those units. You know, with the one that we used aired out. Uh, right much. as we sat down to eat dinner, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I had to go out move it over to another station but yeah. it did pull down some good juice and so it, it didn't take that long to charge there right um, it wasn't too bad and then but the real gem of the trip from a charging standpoint so you, there was another relatively fast charging system at this casino par- like in the parking lot of this casino <laughs> in kind of the middle of nowhere <laughs> And that freaking thing that was charged like a beast. Boss. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beast. And, and we awesome. hit it on the way back, and it was even faster. Yeah. So because we wanted that like high state of charge, we stopped at one other that normally I wouldn't have bothered with because we had to kind of take a yeah. This little out. town called Beaver Dam. Yeah. Which, it was like you a know. slower charger. It was in, literally in a piggly wiggly grocery store parking lot. Yeah. It it definitely gave us the juice to kind of do the weekend and not have to really think about any other charging. But right. on the way back, we were just pushing we just for like it. ultra efficiency. Yeah. And so we just stopped at the boss charger and rushed and in for like 20 minutes. And yeah. Back I mean, on the road. We walked over to, there was a, there was a gas station nearby. We walked over the gas station, went to the restroom, got, got some tips. food, got some snacks, got some drinks, walked back, hung outside the car for maybe 10 minutes. And it had gone from, 30% to 80%. Yeah, it was awesome. We're on our way. <laughs> and now we're just like cruising all the way back home, like no phrase with yeah. plenty of juice to spare. So, so it went well. It, yeah. It, uh, it could have gone really badly, but I think we, we took a pretty conservative approach. Yeah. So if the, if the casino one wasn't working, it would have been a little sketchy, but that thing was, that thing was awesome. It was cool. So it was, you know, I know you're really nervous about taking the Tycon just because. Because the the infrastructure, kind of what we've talked about before, yeah. like it's not that the cars are bad. You know, this has been phenomenal road trip car. Really, it's quiet, it's comfortable, but it's just if you we were talking on the way out there. You know, it's like if I knew there was a gas station only every three hundred miles, I would be just as stressed out. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't have to ever think about it because there's a gas station every twenty miles. And this and the stupid thing about our current state is that when you show up there you don't know if pumps are work yeah i and never then, i never think about oh the, the pump might not be working at the gas yeah. station and then there's different vehicles pulling in like the tycon could pull in and pull down some serious power yeah but if you've got a chevy buttons or a leaf pulling in they do yeah. the most their car can take is fill 50 or something yeah 50 kilowatts and they're empty and they need to do a big charge like you're you're, you're gonna, gonna be there screwed. for a while or, or a Hummer pulls in on empty. Not fit, yeah. <laughs> so it, it can really go sideways on you at this yeah. point. And um, so yeah, you just have to be aware of that with these. But I will say when I when, when we, we also talked about this, when I bought this car, it's really its intended purpose was in town, running around, kind of short jaunts out to local towns or most up to the twin cities and back right. and it can do all that fine on a single charge for around charging yeah so. but it's it's as as a kind of impromptu road car uh, or road trip car it's been it's been great really yeah. great and uh you know we got some of the break-in done on the break. got, yeah exactly so <laughs> side benefit so 
I've been out to Road America a couple of times before for their high performance driving school. You'd never been, you know, you, you knew of it, but really never seen the track. So right. we got out there. So yesterday was qualifying for um, all the different categories that were going to be in the race. There was also a, an MX-5 Cup race, a Lamborghini Super Trofeo race. So it was yeah. very busy Saturday as well. So, but that was your first time kind of getting to see the track. So, what what did you think about it? Well, I think it was like it just like struck me as what a like a cool motorsports circus. Yeah, it was just kind of like a lot of control, loud as hell. People camping, RVs everywhere. Yeah, everybody like super excited to be there. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I think when we immediately turned in was like, wow, look at all the sweet cars people brought out to this place. Yeah, no. Like it was basically an impromptu it was, That was such a cool, that unexpected. There were tons of Corvettes, Porsches. We, you know, just driving in the first morning, we like two, three Ferraris. Like people were showing up with some, like some heavy hitter stuff <laughs> yeah. for, for, you know, the weekend. And like they had driven, and it wasn't like, a cars and coffee thing where they drove 20 miles. It was like, there were, you know, there was a GT3 RS from Illinois. There was, you know, a Ferrari from Minnesota. It was like, these people were putting some miles on their cars to get over yeah. here, which was awesome. So my first reaction really to the track was that it really kind of felt like, for basically being in the upper Midwest and in the middle of nowhere, it really felt like a class act. Yeah. Like, it was... You know, clean the, the road and just the track had been resurfaced, so it looked pristine. Uh, yeah, it was you know, well maintained. And then I think basically the the second thing I realized, even on day one, but it really didn't hit home until today, was like the size almost. Like, yeah, it's really really big. We walked around a bit more today, yeah, and like we didn't even get to the whole thing. Like, no, we, and I think the other thing, then the second thing that kind of hit me was. They, you know, kept talking about this being the uh, circuit of speed. Yeah, the, something the, uh, uh, what they, oh, the National Park of Speed. The National Park of Speed. Yeah. And I did think, like, we were talking today, I kind of had the, the inkling or the feeling that this reminded me a little bit of Monza in, in a way, because it was, yeah. like, kind of a long, high-speed track. In the middle of the woods. woods where yeah. you walk in. Yeah. So, overall, it was just, like, Really, really impressed with the tech track and like wanting to uh, someday get out, get out on it, check it out itself. Yeah, yes. And we were talking about that kind of as soon as we were walking around, it was like getting you excited to maybe come out and do yeah. a high performance driving course in your, your 911. But it, I thought, you know, it was, it's incredible. I, you know, I'd been on track, but I had not really been an observer at the track before. And I was really impressed with how you could just walk everywhere. You know, we like, we, we walked down to turn five, we walked down to turn three, you know, you can spectate that, you know, they don't, I mean, yesterday during qualifying, like there were times where we were like walking past the pits and seeing the cars that we were like getting prepped. It was, it was super accessible. And I kind of liked that. No, you would never get that in F1. I was, I was also intrigued by like, they brought out a bunch of golf carts so you yeah. can kind of zip around the track, which actually made yeah. a lot of sense once I figured out the, the size of it. Yeah. A lot of people have little motorbikes or bicycles out. Yeah. 
He's cruising around in different turns. Yep. Um, and then the other thing I thought was really cool is uh, I'm sure it annoys the, the crews and stuff, but you you really like have access to everything. <laughs> like yeah. the uh, lane to get like on from the pits, or at least like the, where the, the shops were set up. Yeah, and the trailers were the teams. Yeah. Cars. You literally had to go through like where all people spectator. Yeah, yeah, like all these people are walking. Um, yeah, yesterday from turns, and so like yesterday just, afternoon we we were walking up there after having like just gotten some merch from one of the shops that was along that yeah. road, and all the Lamborghini was, Super yeah. Trofeo cars start yeah. running by. You know, mom's driving, grandma's driving her go kart, and they're revving their engines, so she gets she, out of the way, so she knows to get out of the way. Yeah, that was <laughs> that really was so funny. funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, that was such a cool, it, it is it just really made you feel a part of the experience, <laughs> you know, and I think that's why the people that are fans are like diehard fans, they know all the drivers and, you know, yeah. they have autograph sessions. And yeah. The guy, sessions. the guy we sat by, he was out there much earlier in the week than us. And so yep. he got to like talk with the drivers and talking with the, yeah, he was like talking to the mechanics, talking to the drivers. He was all. He's like, on Thursday, no one was out here, and they were just, you know, they were doing yeah, practice, yeah. warm-ups and stuff. So, like, it's, the whole thing is so much more accessible from a fan standpoint than something like Formula One, which is like, oh, sure. you stay back, you pay $2,000 for your yeah. seat. You, you pours, you need to stay out. You of need it. to stay out of here, <laughs> you know. We'll invite Serena Williams to yeah, come yeah, into yeah, our yeah. garage, but, um, so, I understand, it, it really helps me understand, like, one, the racing was fun to watch, so, like, it's intrinsically fun anyways, but then you see, like, how accessible they make it to the fans, and it's like, this is this is why people are are, are diehard yeah. fans of this yeah. sport, yeah. you know, in this series, so, um, yeah, the, the track is, is huge, it's really hard to, like, get a sense of it from even just the aerial photography. But like it's a four mile long track. It's it's just absolutely massive. <laughs> um, and so qualifying was yesterday, which was fun to watch. Like I didn't realize one thing you don't get from TV is how loud these cars are. Yeah, it's <laughs> like neither neither one of us was smart enough to bring uh hearing it just, protection like, initially. On me, even though when I'm watching yeah. Formula One, everyone in the stands has, has earbuds. Ear yeah. Totally space. So one of the first things we did uh, we yesterday, we're like, we got to get your plugs because it was like because it was it's so much fun being able to walk down on some of these right next kind of twisting straights where they're yeah. doing high speed, yeah. but it is like painful. Yeah, it's yeah painful. it is literally painful. Yeah. yeah. So we were able to track down. So there's a one of the teams is is um, FAF Motorsports, which is a Canadian mainly a Porsche distributor, but uh, so they they had a really fun merch table, really nice folks, and they were selling earplugs along with, very cheaply, like $2 earplugs. But they did the trick, they man. Made it, <laughs> they yeah. made, it was it was pretty much all you needed. And then we were able to very comfortably, you know, walk close to the track, yeah. uh, up by the fencing, and, and enjoy the race and, and not be, you know, yeah. uncomfortable. Which is kind of what we did today, and we did we did kind of splurge out a little bit. Got it's like the VIP, VIP tickets, yeah. And, and that actually, you didn't you wouldn't need to do that at all. But no. it was kind of nice because 
you got to go up in the in this they call it the tower. And yeah. It's probably just like three or four story building, but yeah, it's, it was it's actually where the race control is yeah. for the race. It's at the on the kind of the middle of the of the of the yeah. front straight. But we could walk up to like the roof. Yeah, and so you could basically see the entire straight, which yeah. was a lot of fun to watch. You, yeah. you basically got some nice perspective because of that. Yeah, you got to overlook all the pit, um, pit lanes and stuff. Yeah, you could see everything and, that was going on. And it's kind of like some people have mentioned to me a couple times: if you really want to know what's going on in a race, you kind of need to be watching it on television. Right. And they do have like big monitors put up around the track, so you can like. Follow the the coverage. Yeah, you can be tuned in, but it is. It, I would. I still think it's a. It's totally worthwhile going to something like this and just experiencing it. Yeah, live and and in person and you know, twenty feet from where they're ripping past you because yeah, that is just a sweet, I, sweet experience. I think my my favorite. I mean, I loved like the tower was great because you get you know basically unlimited like drinks they, they have like breakfast and lunch for you and it, like it's a very like first class experience that they put on but the most fun i had from the race was when we went to um we walked down to turn five and between turn five and turn three is basically like woods and you can walk along this trail through the woods but for turn five, they're coming into a downhill braking zone into a hard left turn. <laughs> that's quite the, and that's it is one of my, so fun to yeah. see these cars. Like, yeah. I, and I had the perspective of having driven on that track at speed, knowing where my braking zone was in my RS and seeing where their braking zone was in the LMP2 and three cars or in the, 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 uh, hypercar, hypercars over there, the 963s yeah. and the Cadillacs. Yeah. It's just awesome. like, it's like I know how hard I was on the brakes in my car, and like you see them tap the brakes, and then they're through the turn. It's just like holy <laughs> just crap! The brakes just—it was just unbelievable. <laughs> like you see, like even for a hardcore track car like ERS, what the gap is to what yeah. these things can really do. <laughs> um, but the perspective was cool, and the sound was unbelievable. It was awesome. The LMP, the LMP cars when they're downshifting. It, it is like a gunshot yeah, every time they downshift. <laughs> uh, it was it was such a cool. We experience. talked a little bit about why, you know, it, it starts to make a lot of sense to you why there are decibel limits on tracks, right? For an event like this, you know, like you were saying, they get waved, and that and that makes sense because obviously you're not going to like constrain these machines, but. Every you know weeknight, somebody track out there. Days, yeah, uh, that that would get it's it's insanely annoying if you live probably within like few miles of yeah, this. Totally like five miles. My guess is you could hear those LMP two cars from miles away. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it was insane. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it it makes sense when you hear about like things like them having decibel limits at Laguna Seca, and you're like, that's that's so lame. Why would you have sound limits at a racetrack it's like well people have to live near there yeah. and, and and it's fine to lift them for like for a serious race for a few like, race weekends or something or like the monterey historics or something yeah. like that's fair yeah. but for the random open track day you know yeah you don't want some guy in a straight piped you know camaro <laughs> around like it's just not it's not cool so but i it was really fun getting to see just you know, the, the different IMSA is interesting in that, like, you have 
Oh, it's like Le Mans. You have different class of cars, yeah, with vastly different capabilities running at the same time, yeah. And like seeing the hypercars weaving between the GT cars, and them just trying to get out of the way. And one of the things I going into this, I was like really confused by because I didn't look into it until we were out there. But like, why? Why is it well, like Ferrari? Out there? Yeah. Why is it Toyota out there? And right. It, and there. It, from what I gather, and I don't want to drop any black pearls here, but it, it sounds like there are two types of these kind of hypercar yeah. platforms that you can build. And one is basically a kind of a cheaper one that you can uh, adopt, like yeah. which is what IMSA It's like a basic allows, chassis. Yeah, yeah, kind of into, into this series. And so, um, you know, Toyota and Ferrari built theirs kind of from the ground up, which is probably going to certainly cost more money, but right. certainly delivered uh, Ferrari a very good product. Yeah. I don't, I, they they don't participate, I guess, in, in this series because of that. So for whatever that's worth, maybe that gets changed in the future, but it, it turned out that's why they weren't there. Yeah. Um, I did, what I was excited to see was uh, BMW was there. BMW was there. Um, they had a rough race today. But they did they have a rough race, but it was really just cool to see them with a hypercar. Um, yeah, it was I very that cool. Was awesome. Yeah. BMW is out there, Cadillac, Porsche, uh, were kind of an Acura were the main yeah. contenders in the, the, the hypercar. The, the, the other thing I wanted to mention, which just really kind of struck home to me, was how much uh, these hypercars have, well, definitely for me, but obviously I think for a lot of other people, kind of really rejuvenated these series because yeah. one of the, they had mentioned that we had set a record attendance for any IMSA event since 1979. Yeah. So this thing was well attended. And it was, and it was a record a for Road America in general, yeah. too. That's pretty impressive because pretty we're, impressive, yeah. we're in the middle of nowhere, flyover yeah. country. Right. And we're bringing in hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. I mean, it was. That's cool. And you could tell, I mean, people were excited. Um, you know, you, you really were kind of excited about the IMSA thing when you found out the 963 exactly. yeah, was going to be there. Yeah, really excited and, to see that. And I was like, oh yeah, that would be really cool. And, and, you know, we got really kind of a serendipitous moment. We were excited to see that car oh, and yeah, we were walking yeah. around on Saturday, um, and they were doing tech inspections. So all the cars that were qualifying, they have to go through inspection, make sure they're not doing anything, you know, illegal outside the rule book. And what car is literally being rolled out by five people from tech inspection back to its shop as we're walking by the tech area isn't the 963. And it actually was the 963 that ended up winning the race. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, We were literally like five feet from this car. You got a great video of them wheeling it down. (laughs) And I I was super jazzed because before I got out here, I had had some downtime to kill one morning with my daughter. And so we... Were wandering Target, and I saw they had a Lego 963 yeah. car, and so I bought that. I just finished building that yeah. <laughs> like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was really kind of a serendipitous moment because we're and it, and it again goes back to like the uh, the ability for fans to get close to these things. Like we're literally watching it just get rolled by. Yeah, it's so cool. and you can see all every day. I mean, you're, yeah, you like said we're probably five yeah. feet from. One other thing I just want to mention about the hypercars that was awesome. You alluded to this, but it, I hadn't really heard it before. But when they spin up the engine, oh yeah, it starts out on electric power. And so it's like, and then 
yeah. It was one of the. It was, it was when I was watching Lamont. It was one of the things that really struck me, especially the Cadillac. For whatever reason, you would see it pull away, and it would be like, and then and then like at a certain speed, the engine kicks on. It was like, and I mean, it is, it is thunderous. It's so cool, and so, so cool. it was fun when they were all going out for qualifying. It was like, yeah whatever it was, 10, 12 cars all going out and it's like sound and all of a sudden ju, 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 <laughs> like they all fire up at the same time. It's so fun. Um, you know, and, and so Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, both just super fun. Um, they kind of had an interesting, uh, for the people that came in Corvettes, the people that came in Porsches, um, which were, you know, fairly big owners groups and stuff like that coming to this event. Between races, they actually got to do parade laps out on the track. Yeah, that was really cool. Which I thought was really kind of a neat way for the fans that had driven here in their, you know, their whatever it was, their Corvette. I mean, we saw people that had driven their Cayennes here going out on the track. Yeah, that was, just that kind was, of getting yeah. to see the track. That a way. lot of them had like little kids in the backseat and stuff. Yeah, I'm get, sure the kids were just loving it. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just cool seeing all the way they integrate fans into the event. Yeah. Um, knowing that like these are the people that keep this thing going really um and and uh i was just i was super impressed it was such a professionally done thing people were having a great time like you didn't see anyone that was looking like everyone had a smile on their face it was just everyone was happy to be there like we were walking around yesterday and i i I said to you like we're we're among like our fellow like like, like you know everyone's got you know branded shirts you know they got their porsche shirts they got their bmw shirts like whoever they're supporting and and like people were excited to like you know everyone they're excited to talk about the race and um it was just it was such a fun event you just kind of turned out among your kind yeah exactly exactly so you know we we had just a really great time out of the track and um and the the 963 as i kind of alluded to one uh, one of the 963s, the factory Porsche Penske cars won uh, overall, and there was some kind of drama in the last few laps because the well, so, actress was making up time on it. Yeah, and one other thing just to mention, is that I thought that was really kind of cool that the guy next to us mentioned that. He said that there's been a real challenge with this track having been resurfaced, that a lot of the rubber that's been laid down, I guess they have a virtual yeah, on Thursday, which washed a lot of that out. So there were yeah. kind of unexpected in warm-up laps and practice yeah. people going off into the wall. Yeah. And so it really made for uh, kind of unexpected yeah. dynamism. There was a, yeah, in the warm-up to the race today, one of the Cadillacs, spun off and basically torched its rear end and they had to like fix the suspension stuff in the in the hour they had before the yeah. race started and during the race one of the bmws or during the formation lap one of the bmws yeah, uh basically uh went off track and so yeah it was you know it was apparently you know that track was serviced three months ago and basically all the rubber that has been laid down by track days and whatnot got washed away so there's you know it was actually a, a fairly slick kind of greasy track um so it, it did make for some interesting racing and even the commentators you know when we're up we're up in the the tower listening the commentators were like yeah it's really strange you know like some really strange accidents this yeah and kind of unusual spots but 
yeah. a lot of them seem to occur when uh, people were working to get heat in their tires. Right. Yeah, exactly. They, they, the tires weren't warm, and that combined with a slippery track is, is always trouble. So, um, but we, we were talking about it, like, we're already, like, excited to go again next year because it was it was such a, a cool event. Um, so, you know, the only, the only caveat was next year we decided, barring some unforeseen circumstances, Probably both going to take our 911. Yes. Yeah. We want to do parade laps. We want to do the parade laps <laughs> in the 911. Yeah. And yeah. I was, I, you know, I had thought about before we decided on the Tycon, I had thought about taking my 911, but I was like, well, you know, I don't really know what the, the hotel looked like a nice hotel and it was a nice hotel, but I don't know what the parking's like around there. Um, you know, we didn't know what the parking would be like necessarily at the, at the track. It turned out we paid for the it was like thirty extra bucks for this preferred parking, yeah. which was like awesome. It was like a nice parking lot instead of parking on the grass somewhere. Yeah. Um, and but but all that being said, there were GT threes all, all over the place on the grass. Yeah, and, we saw a couple GT three RSs parked on the grass. Uh, you know, we saw there's a uh, we know of a of a nine nine two GT three over Winona. That we saw at the had track, almost it had to be. be. It had was the exact same spikes. Minnesota yeah. spikes, shark glue, steel brakes, red calipers. Yeah. Looks exactly like the one that just got its PPF done that lives over in Winona. Yeah. And uh, so it's like we never saw the owner. It was just parked there. But it's like this has to be the same person. Um, so that was pretty cool. You know, it was like, okay, well, you know, and it's kind of like taking your car to a car show. Like, yeah. The people that are going to that are not going to it to like mess with car. Yeah. You know, they're going to appreciate it. So I feel like it was a very safe place for you to like, you know, park your park your yeah. 11 is like no one's gonna mess with it. Um, so we were like, oh, it'd be cool to bring both cars out here, you know. Yeah. The Tycon like, definitely got some looks. It did, but it was appreciated. I think most of the looks were quizzical, like, how the hell did you get this out here? Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we intentionally don't have charging stations <laughs> yeah. for your car out you here. Yeah, so it was exciting. Like, we were like a little nervous about the charging situation, but it worked out just fine. But I think next year, it, it would just be fun. It's like a big motorsports gathering. Yeah, you know? exactly. it'll just be fun to, to take our cars out there and we're going to get some two-way radios so we can have communications during the drive and for a a little weekend it's if you can make it to one i know they do vir and road atlanta um but if you can get to one highly recommend it i mean it is it is very fan-centric and it is super fun just be sure to bring earplugs it'll be good but i thought it'd be fun to just we wanted to kind of capture our uh kind of immediate thoughts on on everything and we don't always get a lot of time uh you know depending on our schedules to the podcast was like well perfect we're gonna be driving back yeah you know we've got nothing else going on so we figured we'd uh we do a a quick little uh podcast for you guys and is there anything else you want to mention i don't think so i think we have a couple pilots yeah so well thank you all very much for listening uh be sure to check us out at the blow out podcast on Instagram and uh, we'll probably be back to you in another couple of weeks. We're going to be, we're kind of short F1 through the end of August. So we'll probably catch up on some car news, maybe check out, you know, maybe do a little uh, kind of general topic show would be kind of fun. But 
until then, we'll we'll see you guys next time.